0: boosting farm business management skills can't be done in a vacuum. Seeking out the advice of experts can raise your operation to the next level. Welcome to a special edition of Around Farm Progress, offering a preview of the upcoming Farm Futures Summit. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. We're getting ready for the in-person Farm Futures Business Summit, which kicks off June 16th in Iowa City, Iowa. But what's ahead for farmers who register? We turn to Mike Wilson, editor of Farm Futures, for help, and he talked with two upcoming speakers for the event. First, we'll listen in as Mike talks with Dick Whitman, who brings a unique perspective to farm business management, a focus on the professional. Whitman is board chair and former manager of a 20,000-acre dryland crop, range cattle, and timber operation in Idaho, but his expertise goes far beyond that. Let's hear what Whitman has in store for Summit attendees. And listen to the end for a special savings offer for your Summit registration.
1: We want to bring in a special guest today. He's a keynote speaker at the 2021 Summit. His name is Dick Whitman. He is the board chair and the former manager of a 20,000 acre dry land crop range cattle and timber operation in northern Idaho. But uh, if you've been to the summit before, you probably know him very well, or if you've been to TPAP or any number of countless meetings, because Dick is a teacher of business practices for farmers. He's been uh, uh, helping to share his knowledge and wisdom with farm uh, families everywhere. And so we'd like to say hello to Dick. And uh, Dick, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about at the summit.
2: Well, for our keynote, we're going to be addressing what are the best practices of leading farm managers, business uh, operators. And we're really focusing on what are the The practices that have been proven in the the world of business that should be applied every day so that you can aspire to be a a professionally managed farm business.
1: Tell us a little bit about some of the situations that you've run into uh, when it comes to the dynamics of uh, a family operation, a multi-generation operation. Um, Some of the uh, problems where you might run into, (laughs) uh, it's hard for you to take off your your dad had and put on your boss hat, for example.
2: Well, from a kind of an overarching standpoint, most people who get into agriculture don't get into it because they like to write job descriptions or interpret financial statements or, or write organization charts. They, they get into this business because they want to grow things. And they many of them have mastered the technical aspects of production and agriculture very well. But what separates the really excellent businesses from those that are just in survival mode is a commitment to organize and structure their business and document how it's operating so that the whole team is on the same page. So, having a clear alignment amongst the team as to what our mission, our vision, and our core values are, and having that not only agreed to, but displayed and practiced and monitored on a daily basis is is a key part of moving to that step. Having clearly defined roles and responsibilities that are not only understood, but they're documented in job descriptions and org charts so that everybody knows where they fit into the structure. They have the opportunity to specialize and excel in those areas where their duties are clearly defined. And other people on the team know how to support each other where sometimes you're the lead and sometimes you're the, you're the person supporting that, that other person in a lead role. In many family farm businesses, there's a hesitance to put this information on paper because it's kind of viewed as corporate bureaucracy. In reality, this is just good business. It creates clarity, it improves communication, and helps to build teamwork. And in the absence of many of these structures being agreed upon, um, it's it's an environment ripe for conflict, misinformation, and uh, ultimately, most businesses that don't have this nail down don't survive in the long term.
1: What about also uh, family operations that are in transition or trying to work toward a an estate plan? Uh, I assume that this is even more important to have things in writing. Uh, I'm not talking about just the, you know what's in Dad's will, but t- just how how is the family going to go ahead and smoothly move to the next generation or even. If you don't have uh, heirs, uh, how to figure out what's going to happen to the farm next? Maybe you, you, you go outside of the family. I know you've talked about that before. Uh, I assume then that business governance is even more important in that case.
2: Well, it is, and I often get the question, "What, where, where do we want to be after we transition our roles in a family business?" And so I back up and say. Where are you now? How do you define who the current people are making decisions in key areas? And then what do you want this organization chart to look like in the future when some of the senior members are saying, I want to transition out of management or our ownership? You can't talk about where you're going to transition to until you can tell me where you are today. And oftentimes, the act of putting that on paper creates a special kind of clarity, particularly If a key player was in the the agronomy manager role, what are the key duties and responsibilities that person oversees? Who has the skill set to do those jobs? What's the timeline for training and doing backup or mentoring the replacement for that role? What if that retirement situation involves the CFO, the person doing all the finance and bookkeeping and marketing? What are those unique duties and responsibilities? Who has an interest and skill set in doing that? The act of putting the current structure on paper creates a lot of clarity as to what the challenge is moving forward and creates a more orderly process for communication on how roles will shift to do people in the future. I wanna make a quick comment about differentiating estate planning from succession planning. Uh, Many people get the cart before the horse and they try to move into estate planning to set up asset transfers and minimize tax exposures. And then they then they want to turn around and try to deal with succession planning. And then. we need to do that and just reverse. It's really important to have key conversations with all the stakeholders in the business as to what are the interests, the goals going forward as, as to whether who wants to be involved in the business as an owner, who would have an interest in even working in the business in the future. Having those conversations up front, ruling out options that are not options, leaving options on the table where people have a potential interest, then you can start doing a more <clears throat> intensive process of discussions on how would we transfer the management and decision-making processes in the business? Who do, how do we get the right people on the bus and in the right seats? And then how do we start structuring over time an ownership transfer process? Once some of those key elements are decided, then you can go about setting up a really good estate plan that honors the goals in your succession plan and doesn't uh, create a built-in conflict where you have to undo a bunch of estate planning because it's inconsistent with the succession plan.
1: Now, Dick, you've been doing this for a long time, and I've been writing about uh, I've been writing about uh, farm operations, uh, successful ones, and you've been talking to successful successful farm people why do you suppose this is so difficult is it a communication issue
2: well it's first of all it's it's a very emotional issue farm businesses don't get multiple opportunities to try this and succeed or fail they get one shot at it and most businesses frankly are paralyzed on where to start they have the best of intentions in their heart but it's like I don't have really a lot of good examples of people that have done this successfully and they hear lots of examples of where people have had bad experiences. So there's a lot of fear built in. There's a fear of making the wrong decision. I know a lot of people are accused of, I know a lot of young people say, well, my my parents or my senior members are, are just don't wanna deal with this. And oftentimes I have to say, I don't think it's they don't wanna deal with it. They just don't know where to start. And so if we can take the mystery out of the process, and we it's complicated, but it's doable. If we can take the mystery out of the process and give people a roadmap of the steps that they can do, these farmers are smart. They're very professional. They're very capable of tackling the most complex issues. I'm absolutely convinced that people, given the right process and the right tools and the right facilitation, can do this very successfully.
1: For the folks who are um, watching virtually and don't have a chance to do some of the Q&A with you uh, in your live session, what is the first step that people need to take uh, in this process that you just described?
2: Oh, I get that question a lot, Mike. And the very first thing I suggest is that you structure a really well-designed family meeting where all the stakeholders that are going to be affected by this process are convened and the number one rule for that meeting is that we're convening this session to explore ideas, goals, dreams, concerns, um, educate people on the process that will have to be followed going forward. But the one thing that we will not do is make any decisions in that first meeting. When you put that out there, that that reduces that fear that, gosh, we're going to have to commit to saying, well, I want to come back to the arm or not, or I want to be an owner or not or maybe dad and mom are not ready to commit a date that they want to retire. But it's defining the decisions that have to get made. And to the extent that some of those decisions, there are already answers, it's an opportunity to share those. For example, a family meeting might be convened where kids go, well, we have no idea what your plans are for retirement. And mom and dad may come back and say, well, guess we've never told you this, but our goal is to retire at 65 and have people ready in the wings to take over. Just the act of having that information on the table changes the whole perspective going forward because now there's a date. They may come back and say, we're not sure, but it might be 65, it may be 70, but somewhere in that range. At least there's an interaction or the feedback process that started. And then, um, as you know, we just published a new update of the guidebook that we wrote many years ago. There's extensive information on there on how to set up the process for transition planning, how to set up a family meeting, how to get the right people at that meeting, and a sample of an agenda you might follow. That agenda has proven to be a major tool to kickstart these discussion processes.
1: Well, Dick, I was just about to ask you before we uh, we have to go to tell us a little bit about Building Effective Farm Management Systems. It's your guidebook and you first published it in 2004. I had a chance to peek through that uh, guidebook. It's so rich with nuggets of wisdom. And tell tell people a little bit about uh, how they can get a copy.
2: You can go on the website on Whitman Consulting and you can order the uh, online version right now. We're in the process of getting the printed version um, ready to go. But this is kind of like Uh, It's more like management software applications templates where it deals with some of the the concepts that you need to put in place to be a professionally managed business. And then it has over 50 editable templates where you can start from at least a foundational material to build things like mission or vision statements or job descriptions. Uh, If you want to write farm policies, you've got to Kind of a beginning template that shows you what these could look like, and then you can start to build and amend and edit, develop your own personalized. So it goes into every facet of farm business management from family business governance to analytics to financial analysis metrics to policies, standard operating procedures, and so forth.
1: Well, we've tried uh, to. <laughs> Over the years, uh, pull pull some of the, your wisdom into the our coverage uh, f- at FarmFutures.com and in the magazine. We had a nice long series that you wrote about how to become a board chairperson or how to set up your board for your farm. You you've uh, enriched the ag world over the years with your your knowledge, and we really appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to having you come speak at the Farm Futures Business Summit.
0: Raising your farm to the next level means thinking about every aspect of the operation, and Whitman will be sharing his thoughts as keynote speaker of the upcoming Farm Futures Summit. Thanks to Mike Wilson for his conversation with Mr. Whitman. Next, we turn to Mike Wilson's conversation with Darren Fry, President, CEO, and Founder of Water Street Solutions. Fry offers an interesting perspective in business management, and he's sharing what may be a new idea to many, turning management into a game. Let's hear what he has to say about that idea.
1: I'd like to bring in Darren Fry. He's the CEO of Water Street Advisory. And Darren's gonna be speaking to us at the summit about something called the great game of business. Uh, Darren, tell us a little bit about this and and why and how did you hear
3: about this? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Mike. I really appreciate it. The great game of business is really uh, how you take your business and turn it into a game. Much like a sporting event, whether you're on a basketball team or a football team, they do best when the players know what plays they're supposed to run, they know what the objectives are, they know their roles, and they know how their part ties to the outcome. And business is like that too. You know, you have employees in business, and a lot of times they don't know how their contribution ties to the bottom line, and they don't know what we're measuring or where the scoreboard is. And so open book management is that thing we call great game of business, where we turn our business into a game and we share our financials, we share our balance sheet and our P and L and we help the, the employees to understand what goes into the profitability. So they really become stakeholders in this and they participate in helping to reduce expenses, increase revenues and really uh, support building a better culture for the business.
1: Well, uh, that's a great overview. I also might want to mention here, Darren has been a longtime blogger for Farm Futures, the finance first blog. You've you've seen him at farmfutures.com as well as in the magazine. We want to say thank you for that, Darren, as well as the fact that Darren will be on a green outlook marketing panel at the summit where we'll be be discussing this big bull market that we're talking about uh, every day, it seems. But for now, let's just talk about, again, this great this great game of business idea. And of course, I think a lot of the challenges are with family operated and owned businesses. They're generally pretty close to the vest kind of uh, businesses. It's a little bit, uh, people are probably a little reluctant to share that data, but I do know farms that that make that work pretty well. And they, they somehow are able to give uh, the folks that work with them in the business, that feeling of skin in the game. And plus, there's there's much that transparency seems to add to the sense that uh, well, I understand now why the bonuses might be this much or they might not be
3: happening at all. You, can you can you speak to that just a little bit? Yeah, that's right. No, you're you're exactly right, Mike. About close to the vest. You know, when I decided to do this, uh, we sent one of our employees down to Springfield, Missouri, where this all originated, and uh, we followed their plan and their templates, but. You know, one of the questions I had is, is you mean I'm going to open up my books, my PL, my balance sheet to my employees? And there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with that. So if you're a farmer or you're a small business, you got to be thinking the same thing. What we discovered is that how can our how can our employees really perform their best? How how do they understand how their part makes a difference in in our outcomes? And if they don't know what we're doing and how we're doing it. Uh, they assume we're making a lot of money, even if we're not. And so I think some of the things to consider uh, for the farmer really is, is, you know, hey, it's hard to find good employees. It really is. And I mean, we're in a pretty tight labor situation in this country today and, you know, out in the rural areas, especially. So when you find a good employee, how do you get them to be more of a stakeholder than just an employee? How, How do you get them to work hard and not waste time and and be careful with the equipment, not tear things up and treat the landlords good when they stop by and and understanding how all that is, is contributing to the bottom line of the operation. And then, you know, the second point is to get a good employee, you never want to lose them. So how do you keep that competitive advantage? And I'll be discussing that uh, in my uh, speech there at Farm Future Summit here just in about a month. And along with that, then how do you reward these guys that work for you or gals that work for you Because sometimes a bonus only ties to their contribution, might not have anything to do with the profitability of the business. And maybe you get yourself in a situation where every year they expect a bonus. So how do you really share with the employees when the the business is doing well, and you wanna reward them for their contribution as they know the numbers and they know what the outcomes are and how they can help make those better. And so I think when you consider some of those things, As a business owner, I open my eyes to say, hey, we've tried it a different way for 25 years, almost 30 years. Why not give this a shot? And we're in our third year of this, and we would never go back to the other way of doing it. It's been tremendous, and our employees know what's going on, and they are excited, and they share in the profit sharing. And, uh, man, it's been a great thing for us at Water Street Solutions and Water Street Advisory.
1: Darren, it feels like this is uh, all about trust and transparency and the whole concept of making the farm more professional in the way it operates as a business. Does that sound right to you?
3: Yeah, it really is. You know, I think when you and I first talked about coming to Farm Futures, we were talking about values and culture and how you build a better culture. and, And that's when I shared with you this concept, because what we have found is this transparency builds trust and that trust builds the culture where we are just really tight with each other. We're honest with each other. People don't ever feel like you're pulling one over on them or saying, Hey, we had a tough year. You can't get a raise. They know if we're having a tough year and they know if we're having a great year and there's no hiding it. And so there's just this sense of candor that has really made us closer. So it's helped our culture and really uh, taken our values and the culture to another level. So it's been, it's been unbelievable.
1: Now, Darren, I know we only have a few minutes left, but just in that short time, could you talk a little bit about how this this whole great game of business concept ties back to agriculture back in
3: the 80s? Yeah, well, you, it starts with an international harvester. You know, they had really tough times coming out of the 70s into the 80s, and, and they laid off, I think it was like 2,000 employees a week for 52 weeks straight or something like that and they had all kinds of financial trouble. Well, one of the companies that worked uh, with them was down in Springfield, Missouri, and they started. Um, they were doing the refurbing of, of engines, and they ended up buying that from International Harvester. They're called Springfield Remanufacturing Company, and they started by having the employees buy that out. And from that, uh, they've created this great game of business And basically, they own several other companies and are invested in several different other projects. But they have uh, really built a a tremendous organization, so much so they started offering this to other people like, hey, come down to Springfield and go through our training and see what we're doing with the great game of business. You might want to try it in your business. And that's how we got introduced to it. So its roots is an egg. And it came clear back from the 80s uh, out of International Harvester. Uh, every farmer would remember that company and kind of what happened to them. So it's it's been a wonderful thing. But yeah, the roots are in ag and it's uh, it kind of fit with where we were in ag as well.
1: I appreciate this uh, this background uh, very much, Darren. And of course, who doesn't enjoy a good game, whether it's baseball or in business? And we really look forward to hearing you talk a little bit more about this at the summit, which will be June 16th and 17th there in Iowa City.
0: Thanks to Mike Wilson for talking with Dick Whitman and Darren Fry to offer a sneak peek at what's ahead for the Farm Futures Business Summit. You've been listening to a special edition of Around Farm Progress, our weekly look at agriculture across the United States with editors with the Farm Progress team and experts in our industry. This time out, we're previewing key speakers for the upcoming Farm Futures Business Summit. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source with 17 state and regional brands, as well as Farm Futures, Beef, National Hog Farmer, and Feedstuffs, and the Farm Progress Show and Husker Harvest Days. And it's time to register for the 2021 Farm Futures Business Summit and the Ag Finance Boot Camp. You can learn more at farmfuturesummit.com. That Ag Finance Boot Camp kicks off June 15th, and the Business Summit runs June 16th and 17th. Oh, and now for that special offer. You can save 20% if you use the promo code FARMFUN, all one word, when you register. there's a place to enter a discount code, just enter FARMFUN. We look forward to seeing you in Iowa City for the Farm Futures Business Summit and that Ag Finance Bootcamp. I'm Willie Vogt, your host. Thanks for listening.